Happy March 1st, everyone. It is finally one of my favorite months out of the year for many different reasons, uh, including the fact that daylight savings time will save my sanity, as well as the spring equinox, and we can't forget Mardi Gras and St. Patrick's Day. So lots of good things up ahead in the next 31 days. So to kick off March, I am sharing a special episode with you guys today. If you know me well, or if you've listened to the podcast long enough, you've probably learned that I love dreaming and planning and diving into things. So after visiting the ranch in September of 2021, I was inspired to contribute to the magic of Philmont music and record an album. Now, obviously, I could not do this alone, so I drug my three sisters into this grand idea of mine, and we accomplished something that, frankly, feels really good and something that I want to do more of in the future, preferably with other Philmont musicians. There are so many of you out there, and we've all been inspired by and looked up to the big names, the Rifters, Rod Taylor, the Tabasco Donkeys, the Sala Project, the Tennessee Boys, the list goes on. So in this episode, my sisters and I introduce ourselves and share a little bit about our different Philmont experiences. And then we go into discussing some of the behind the scenes from the experience of actually recording the album, which was trial and error left and right. And we went back to the drawing board probably a dozen times during the entire process. So I have a new, very humbling respect for performing artists, singer-songwriters, for anyone recording music and putting it out there to the world to share. It is a feat. (laughs) If you'd like to purchase a digital copy of the album, it will be available on Bandcamp. I will link it in the show notes below. And all proceeds go to the podcast. So if you're enjoying the show and you want to give back but also get something in return, please consider purchasing the album. And we truly hope you enjoy the songs we chose and the way we sang them and the harmonies. It has just been such a fun, creative process and experience, and I can't wait to do more. Okay, everybody, I'm here today with my three sisters. It's I can like see all your faces on the screen. It's making me very happy. Um, and this is our official album release episode. We're going to uh, kind of introduce all the members of the band, except for the guys. They have their own episodes. So this is the, the ladies' time. And um, yeah, just kind of talk to you guys today about this project we've done, this album we've recorded, and um, some Philmont stories and just have a good time. But uh, who wants to go first? Should we go in order? Birth birth order. Okay. So that means Caroline, our oldest sister, Hello. Caroline. <laughs> so go for it, Lina. You can introduce yourself. I'm Caroline life. Johnson. Um, I am number one first daughter. Um, and I went to Philmont one year. Uh, 2008. I was 22 years old at that time. And 
my sister filled out the uh, application for me. Caitlin filled it out for me because she Didn't she fill it out for like all of us. <laughs> yeah, all of us. I think you'd already gone one or two years. I had gone one year. So you came. Yes. So you came the second year. I was at Crooked Creek that summer that you were at PTC. Yeah. And I think PTC was like perfect fit for me. Um, I obviously love children. I taught preschool. Um, I have young children now and um, it's just always been a passion of mine. So it really was um, just the job of it was really fun. I really enjoyed that part of it. I actually had to go back into my phone and my photos today, you guys, to my 2008 year. So I could go back and like bring all the memories back for myself. Yeah. Um, It was really, it was really fun. Um, There's not any like crazy big stories. I don't think that happened, but I think for me, it was a turning point in my life a little bit. Um, I, it was the first time I'd ever been really away from home for a long, long period of time. And it taught me a lot about having to deal with things on my own. I remember the first night I was there and Caitlin had to leave. And I was first night in my tent at PTC and I'm freezing, legit, like shivering. I'm like, what the am I doing here? This is not me. This is not for me. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm a homebody and I'm not an outdoorsy kind of girl anyway. But um uh, I figured out that I just needed a little bit more warmth, a little more blankets. It was great after that. Um, and I had an amazing tent mate. Her name was Michelle. She came late in the week and there was an open tent that nobody was in. And she was like, oh, I'm going to take that tent because I want my own tent, right? If I can, I'm going to take it. And so I was like, fine. I, I like my own tent too. That's great. But we actually ended up like really getting along and being friends. And she was like, I'm going to move into your tent. And I was like, okay, (laughs) the way it was supposed to be in the first place. So she and I, 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 she was my rock while we were there. And um, I think it's just, I've always just been a personality that it's hard for me to make friends anyway. And so to have that right away um, at the beginning was just kind of a godsend, I think for me a little bit anyway. So we had a lot of fun together. I made a lot of friends, Um, Jamie, Another friend of mine who worked in the, um, what's it? I forget what it's called, where they have the babies and the um, toddlers. Um, shit. Um, small fry? <laughs> yeah. I think small that's fry. Right. Small fry, I think. <laughs> anyway, so she she was in charge of that whole thing. And so we would spend like our nights in that building and we would kind of party and have fun in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, so. Um, and Caitlin, I got a piercing while I was there. <laughs> with you that I didn't even remember doing until I went back to the pictures. And um, I don't know, it was just, it was a super fun time of my life and super important because when I got home, I feel like, I feel like I was able to just be like, okay, it's time to get my life started. You know, I was able to say, okay, I'm going to move out, move away from my parents. I moved into an apartment and things just went up from there. So I really enjoyed my time. I know it was one summer and I loved it. I really did, but it was a turning point for me and I'm happy to have had that in my life. Yeah. I mean, let's just shout out to our dad real quick, John Fike. I mean, he was yeah. there for one summer and now look at look at this big mess. I was gonna say the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, no, no. One summer is just as impactful <laughs> as five. I did want to say, Caroline, I know that probably out of all of us, you would 
self-admittedly, you're sort of the least outdoorsy, but do you remember any hikes you went on at Philmont or overnights in the backcountry? Yes, I remember. Um, I remember I we I had to hike the tooth with a group of like 11, 12, 13 year old girls. And that was a tough hike for that age. I feel like, I don't know what they do now, but it was, it was rough. And there were some things we had to deal with along the way. I won't go into them. I don't want to like, that was a very memorable one for sure. And then the first time I hiked Lover's Leap, I got bit up so bad. Nobody told me. Nobody told me to wear a repellent. Wait, why are they laughing? Was this funny? Because I don't remember. This happened in the age of Carolyn. Sorry. The bugs love you. Like, I mean, the size of like, they were huge. Mosquitoes? Yeah, I think they were mosquitoes. I don't know. But I learned from that. And the next time I had to I had to hike lovers. I, I mean, I doused myself, so I was, I was good, but, um, that a was deep fun. Bath. And I'll be honest, I did two overnights. I didn't sleep a wink either time. <laughs> there, there's an art to getting good sleep, sleeping on the ground and, you know, let alone it being your first time probably ever for you. Caroline, and I so. have no idea what I was doing. So. <laughs> But, you know, but, it, yeah. it all taught me things about myself and what I could handle and had a, maybe one or two fill flings. That was fun. One what? or two. One or two. Wasn't there like two, two or Daves or, or something? It was, it was Dan. Were what? they all, all named Dan? Dan? Well, there were two Dans there that were friends, but it wasn't both of them. They <laughs> <laughs> both had the same oh, name, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Caroline, do you remember what the St. James looked like before they redid it? Were you there before they yes. redid it? Yes, I do remember. And yeah, it was very much, it was way more dive bar <laughs> feel. Like, yeah. you know, um, it was still fun, but definitely a different um, different feel. We had our we had our fun nights there. <laughs> yeah. So I'm probably the least performer-y out of all of us. Like you guys have all been in theater and show choir, but um, do you recall like loving the tradition of like the PTC dance nights? What were they called? Western night. Yeah. Western night. Yeah. I can, I can just see you like loving that and dancing. And I mean, we all love to dance, but uh, specifically you, Caroline. So yeah. Yeah. It was a fun time. Time, uh, An excuse to actually like get ready. Get cute. While you're there. Yeah. (laughs) And like we said, you are number one in the order of our sisters. You're the mama bear. You're always standing up for all of us. And you want to tell folks a little bit about what you're up to today? I am a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> I have three little ones, a almost one-year-old, an almost four-year-old, and a six-year-old. And just living life with the with little people. It's a it's a phase of life and it's fun and it's hard, but um, we're we're good. We're living it. So yeah, awesome. And you're in Lincoln, Nebraska, today. where we're all from. So yeah, yeah. you're ha- hailing from hometown. So I'm next in line. I'm number two. I'm Caitlin Lowe. Uh, I'm coming from uh, Des Moines, Iowa, for the time being. And I worked at Philmont for seven summers, mostly in the backcountry. Um, I did one summer working as a photographer at News and Photo. Otherwise, I was in the backcountry from 2007 to 2013. 
This question makes me laugh when I like ask it to myself, like, where are you in life today? And how did Philmont contribute to getting you there? And it's like, well, I run this crazy podcast. So Philmont had a big part in um, what I'm doing today as far as the podcast goes, which is incredibly fulfilling. And I feel like I've just kind of found this niche that I'm really enthusiastic about and happy doing every week. And so feel pretty humbled, excited to be able to host and produce this podcast. And then I am also a stay-at-home mom. I've got my three kiddos. They're crazy. It's a circus every day. And then as far as a quick film up memory, I just love hiking in and amongst those hills, those mountains. Um, my summers at Philmont, those were the first times I ever really hiked in the mountains, backpacked. Uh, being from Lincoln, Nebraska, we didn't really have those opportunities. So I and I um, most of my film experience was in the South Country. So some of my favorite hikes to this day are, uh, you know, Bobian to Black, Black to Cyphers, um, add in side hikes down to Crooked, Clear Creek, PJ, Fish Camp, that entire area. Um, just really, there's something special there. And I miss those trails. And hopefully I can get back there soon and hike them with friends. That's kind of a quick insight about me, uh, but you guys get to hear me talk every week. So let's move on to numero trace, Carly McDermott. Three of four. Hi, I'm Carly McDermott. I'm in Lincoln, Nebraska right now. So I worked at Philmont in 2012 and 2013, right, Caitlin? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 12 and 13. Um, and I worked at Bobian and then I worked in the Health Lodge as a CNA. So I had, yeah, a wide like experience of just doing different things. So my first year I had just been, I'd been living in Spain that whole spring semester and then came back and like, I think I was home for like five days or something ridiculous. And then like got in the car and drove to Philmont. So I was like a little jet lagged, a little like, what is my life? What's happening? But I made it and I drove out with Dylan, who's my husband now, boyfriend at the time. So that's fun. Cause I've always... <laughs> Like we were always there together. So we share that experience and we did the drive every year. And so that was, that's just been fun to like have as a memory we both um, have together. So yeah. So arriving at Philmont, I was a little bit like, I remember having a day where I was like a little bit like overwhelmed because I think I had just like, yeah, come from Spain. My life was a mess. Um, but I, I finally like got my groove. And once we scattered, it all clicked. And I love Cypher's Mind so much. I just feel like it's the most magical, like really time machine camp. I just feel like you really step back in time and and you know what it would have been like to be there. You can feel that. Uh, so my one of my most memorable parts of that year is just our stomp because we did this musical. I think this was Jimmy's idea, actually. I remember you guys, like before everyone scatters, usually you know, you go to the James the night before and it's like a farewell and everyone's just having a good time relaxing. And you guys were like hunched over a patio table at the James, like writing a musical working. I remember this. And, and I was like, come have some fun. But it was yeah, worth we, it. We worked hard on that thing. Um, and we had a really talented um, group that year. And so it was, yeah, it was super fun. So doing that every night and having like the costume changes and the whole story and uh, the different songs. It was just a blast. And it was pretty like non-traditional for Stomp in a way. So it was kind of fun to just be a part of. Okay. Really briefly, we'll just like yeah. tell the synopsis. 
just for oh fun. Oh my gosh, I don't even know. Okay, it so wasn't it, it was like gold. It was like a gold nugget. It was about a gold nugget. It was like being stolen. And then there was this part about some like menace in town stealing it. Am I on? Is this right? Yeah. <laughs> and then there was like a bear that ate it. Oh yes, yes, there was. There was a bear that ate it. I don't, it, it kind of. You know what? We kind of like had the music and then we just kind of made the story like fit the music. So it was, it was fun, but we had like different entrances through the sides. And like, I think we had like this bare hand that came in like out the window at some point. Yeah. It was like a full production. I probably saw it. I probably saw it like a dozen times. I like hiked up to Cybers that year and watched it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. It's funny how you can do it like every day and then like forget. I don't know. I have like amnesia apparently, but yes, that all sounds, sounds right. So, um, that was super fun. And yeah, the staff was just awesome. We like all got along super well. And, uh, I was definitely like, I was the newbie. I think I was the only one who hadn't been there before in some capacity. So they were all well-versed and were able to, uh, fill me in and help me with stuff. I remember on one of my days off, I think maybe my first set of days off, I was hiking down maybe with like Brian McArdle or somebody. And I was in like freaking tennis shoes. Like I didn't own hiking boots and I was just in like stupid. They weren't even like really athletic. I don't even know. Carolyn's like me too. (laughs) So I like. Just wait for my story because it's going to be So I fell. I remember like falling because like I just had shitty shoes and like skinned my knee or something. And then I like, you know, being my 20 year old self, I like called dad and I was like, I need some boots. Like, can you buy me some boots? So I went to the trading post and I don't know, dad wired me some money or something. Gosh, what else? I don't know how we swung it. Well, actually I do know how we swung it. So Dylan and I always had days off together because Jimmy was my uh, camp director and Caitlin was Dylan's camp director. So we probably uh, used the inside track on that one, but Hooked that was up. fun. So yeah, we were, yeah. as you <laughs> we were should together, right? On days off, which was super fun, just like adventuring and exploring the area. Um, so I hiked on one set. I hiked from Cyphers to Bobien, and I even knew like Dylan was probably going to meet me somewhere in the middle. So I'm like hiking. I'm like singing at the top of my lungs because when you go hike alone, it's like this adrenaline. You know, and it's like you're deep in it. Like I'm not, you know what I mean? No one is near me. And so I'm just singing my heart out and I come come up over this hill and I just like see this guy like running toward me and he has like a bandana on. And I'm just like, hey, like, what's your hurry? Like, where are you going? It's my freaking boyfriend. I didn't even recognize him. <laughs> and I think, I don't know. I think like, I mean, he had a massive transformation. Probably he probably had like the biggest transformation just going to Philmont, like personally. Um, so I think that just is a testament to like that, like he physically, like he just looked different. It's like a different human, which is kind of nuts, but I still just can't believe I like literally didn't recognize him. So do you want to say anything about health lodge at all? Or, I mean, I know that was quickly that year I was really considering becoming a midwife. That was like something I was really passionate about. And I was like, okay, if I'm going to go to nursing school, if I'm going to do this, I should just get some experience. And so I, got my CNA and I went and worked a summer at Health Lodge and learned it wasn't for me, but I'm so grateful that I did that. And that I didn't go to freaking nursing school and learn that I can't stand on my feet for 12 hours a day. And I have so much respect for the doctors and nurses and med students and local nurses that help. Um, I mean, they're just like on call for anything. I mean, it's like all 
kinds of ailments and illnesses and emergencies, they're there and they're in it. And so I just have a huge like admiration for them. So that summer was, yeah, just different in that regard. Um, but I'm so glad I tried. I tried it. I got to hike a lot, um, go up to crater and just like hike out of base. And Caitlin, you were a BCM. So I got to see you. I remember like walking with you in the evenings over by PTC and just like watching the sun go down. I'm really glad I had that experience because I think it's just important to learn what you want to do as it is to learn what you don't want to do. So I'm, I'm grateful that I had that experience. So today I am a mom and I own a bookkeeping firm. I'm currently choreographing a musical. That's, that's been absorbing my mind. And that's for our high school. You're yeah. The high yeah, school we all went to our high school. I'm just teaching a bunch of 17 year olds how to dance. So I'm doing that. My husband teaches music lessons out of this room and uh, is launching a guitar building business. So we're just kind of on this entrepreneurial track, which has been a wild ride and super fulfilling. So I think that if anything, Philmont kind of like taught us how able we are and just um, like kind of gave us that independence uh, that we needed to be able to like take risks. It makes risk taking easier knowing that you're just capable of hard things. So thanks, Carly. All right, Claire, the baby. Yes, I'm Claire Bike. I am the only one with that last name anymore. Um, and um, yeah, I am the baby and I went to Philmont for four summers. I was at Bobian as a PC my first summer. I then was at Cyphers my second, Bobian again as the ACD. And then my fourth and last summer, I was in news and photo as a videographer. And, and I was supposed to do backcountry again my last year. But it just, it, my calling was to go to a totally different department and live in base camp, which was something that I like never expected I would ever do. And it was, it was awesome. So I obviously knew all about Philmont before I went. I actually visited when Caitlin was ace, was the CD, excuse me, at Bobian. And that was Carly's first year and Dylan's first year. And that's when I went to go, like actually go to Bobian, which was so special that we got to go up there. And then also like the first year Caitlin ever went, I drove with you, you know? Um, and I think that as I say it, to put it quickly, like I hated Philmont because I was like there, it's taking my sisters away. Like I was kind of a homebody at the time, not the case now, but I was a homebody at the time and like loved Nebraska and loved my sisters and we were all best friends and like summers were so magical. Um, And I was really upset that this stupid place kept taking them away. And it's just funny that it ended up that I remember one night on, I think it was Christmas Eve, all of us, no, it was Christmas night. um, And all of us were laying in the secret room that we call it in our old home. And you guys were just reminiscing and talking about how important that place was to you. And I think that I was finally, like, I was about to graduate high school and I was finally like kind of coming into my own. And for some reason I was just like, it's time, it's time to go. So Caitlin filled out my form for me. <laughs> I remember writing my cover letter and like talking all about like how much my dad influenced us and how I sang all the songs when I was a little girl and all that stuff. And I was just praying and hoping that I would be able to be at Bobian, and and I was, which was such a, a gift. So, uh, yeah, the first year was so magical. Like 
quite literally most magical year of my life. Just the people I met, the fact that I got to be with two of my sisters and just Bobian just took my took my entire heart and the staff there um, changed my life and allowed me to uh, shout out to Caroline Davis and Nathan Ford. They were my ACD and CD. They, they were just, uh, they were just the best and like allowed me to grow. And I actually have the exact same story, Carly. I didn't know you had this, but like on our first freaking hike where we were going around our area of responsibility, I like fell, I had hiking boots on and I scraped my knee. And that like same day, Caitlin comes rolling up in like one of the, <laughs> one of the backcountry bourbons. And she was like, Claire, really already? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but that year was just so magical and grew a lot. And having my sisters there was so special and something that I was never going to experience again. So I loved that. And then my second year, obviously at Cypher's, Carly, I shared the same feeling. Like it's so magical there. And I think, again, I just felt way more comfortable in myself as well. Um, just growing up. I mean, I was only 19. (laughs) So like just being there and I, I actually was there with two friends from Lincoln, Lucy Baker and Tyler Minchow. And then Ted was with us. Austin was our CD, Anna. Yeah. Everybody. So many people, Alex, I've just got to call everybody out. And it was such a family and it was so cool to be with my Nebraska family as well. And then second year, ACD, Bobian, that was like a really trying year for me. Again, just growing up and changing and having responsibility. Again, just loved being there. And then I think my last year was so magical that I chose the video route because I got to see so much more of the ranch because I was I was definitely like a scared little girl my first three years. Like I didn't want to hike alone. I didn't, I mean, I just wasn't confident. And that year really allowed me to just go and hike and carry all this freaking video stuff on my back with Creeble, who was amazing. She taught me so much. Uh, And we went to all these awesome camps. We actually hiked Baldy with all of our camera gear, like at 4am just to hit like sunrise and got to go with my best friend, Devin from home. We ended up sharing a tent that last year and living in base together and just sharing some of the best memories um, of my life. And she's now still my best friend till this day. So like, it was just an incredible, incredible experience. It's weird to think that it's been over five years. And it's been like a decade for me. Yeah, just crazy. But um, I'm so thankful that Philmont took me through my, my college life because I really wasn't a college person at all. Um, I didn't want to be there. didn't want to be in Nebraska. And I think that it's because Philmont taught me like, you want to be in the mountains. You want to be in a place where you can be outside. And like, that's really where you find so much joy and peace and like a huge part of just even my own spirituality. I'm just so thankful for it. And I definitely think it's brought me to where, to what I've done in my life and where I am at now. I feel like I travel all the time. I feel like I've gone and camped and been to so many beautiful places because of it. And I now live in California. I have three babies. I'm a mom. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that was good. Um, I should have kept it going a little bit longer. No, I live in California and I absolutely love it. I don't have any babies. I'm not married. And it's totally a gift and a blessing to live. I, I love the life I'm living and I'm still growing and still freaking figuring it out. And the beauty of it all is like, I get to do that with you three, like, and like watching you guys be moms and 
I learned so much from all of you. And I just think it's incredibly special that, of course, we were all raised together. But the fact that we can all share Philmont together and then coming together to... I mean, because I think the past three years since I've been in California, I do definitely think I've changed even more so into who I'm becoming, right? And it was so... And sometimes you, you start to like forget life starts to fade and Philmont started to fade a bit, which is so weird to think. But then like when we all got together in your basement in Iowa, <laughs> like on a freezing day, and we were like, <laughs> let's just remember for a moment. It almost makes me want to cry. And like, it, you know, it'll never leave. So it was just so like, sorry, I know I'm segue, seg, wait, I can't say it. That's I'm perfect. Crying. I'm just it's- really happy that we- <laughs> did this i am too (laughs) claire's exiting um so that's claire ladies and gentlemen no that's actually a perfect segue obviously philmont's very special for our entire family and um also a, a big group of people from lincoln nebraska our hometown who also came out and worked worked a different summers at Philmont. So um, in September, I went to Philmont to celebrate the life of my friend, our friend, Tim Culver, who passed. And I was surrounded by music and amazing people in those mountains once again. It had, and it had been a while since I'd been out there. And um, I got to meet some new friends, Tabasco Donkeys founder member, Larry McLaughlin, and I got to know each other. And I think just the whole experience of being at Philmont in September reminded me of so much, Claire, like you said, because life does go on and things do fade. And I was thrown back into that world. And I came home and I mean, the three of us, the four of us have been singing together since we were kids with our parents, with our extended family members at family reunions. And um, we have never recorded any of our music except for maybe, you know, on home videos. And I thought to myself, we should record an album. Like, oh, that sounds fun. That'll be like no big deal. Let's just record an album. (laughs) And so in my mind, that was the birth of the idea. I, of course, asked you guys and everyone was on board. And most importantly, Dylan McDermott was on board because shout out Dylan um, is on every song except for the one acapella. (laughs) But um, yeah, he is on every song as the instrumentalist and vocalist. So everyone agreed to this crazy idea that I had. And we, came up with a set list, which was really hard to do. I actually consulted the listeners and I asked you guys on social media at one point, what songs remind you of Philmont? So we we had this huge list in this big Google Doc and um, we narrowed it down and we purchased some recording gear and we set up a recording studio in our guest bedroom here in Iowa. And then um, you guys all made the trek out here and um, we recorded this album on a Saturday in December. I think so. And I feel like I just need to say like this grand idea, it would have been so easy to be like, Hey, we should do this sometime. Like sometime in the future, we should record an album and be like, yeah. And then life goes on. But Kate, like, thank you for your, just like being the point person, I guess, and your perseverance. Cause it's hard to, I mean, we all have busy lives and it's hard to coordinate it all and put it all together. And so I guess I'm just shouting, doing a shout out to you, just saying thank you for being the organizer of all this because it really it held held it together. Thank you. It goes back to what I said in my interview with Larry at Crater Lake that September that if you want something, you go get it. And I think all of us 
are like that. I think that's a John Fike thing, uh, Linda Priest thing. Shout out to our parents. Um, so I wanted this. I wanted to to record this and get it done. And so we got it done. We recorded like 10 songs in 36 hours or something. Very like short That's amount usually of time. not the case. And so we kind of like busted our butts and, and got it done. And it was also just like super fun. And we had Carolyn's child Bodie with us the whole time. So we were like passing it back and forth and we had Caitlin's kids. And so it was just like this family and it was amazing. And I'm like, that's a pretty big feat that we got all that done in the midst of life. Carly, you're right. It was a big village effort. My neighbor, Kayla, she watched my kids. We were passing babies back and forth on our hips while we were singing these songs. Uh, it's it's a beautiful memory already. So uh, we're just really excited to share it with you, the listeners, and anyone else who's interested in listening. So I'll just announce it, I guess. So our band name is The Calico Stray, and we recorded an album titled No Time for Caution, which is kind of an ode to this time of life um, and getting together to record this album. We, we just, we couldn't pause. We couldn't waver. We just had to get it done. And we're so glad we did. I would also say no time for caution rings true to how one feels at Philmont when they're in their seasonal Philmont experience. You are, yes, a prepared boy scout, but you are free. You're living it. You're in the moment and you're just immersed in that time of your life and caution can wait uh, for adulthood or for parenting, as it were. So then the band name, The Calico Stray, has kind of two meanings behind it. First of all, in my mind, I think of it as a, a, a mindset. So calico, for those of you who don't know, is a type of durable cotton fabric, and it is oftentimes printed upon with uh, different colorful patterns. Uh, actually, a lot of the the dresses that women wear for the various backcountry living history interpretive camps uh, ha- have calico patterns. So there is this colorful pattern, and then it is met with the word stray, which can mean a lot of different things, I suppose. But to me, it's kind of this meandering word reflecting upon one's journey at Philmont, the journey of life that we're all on. And so joining the two words together, you have this patterned, colorful journey, and it's almost topographic or like you could almost touch it. For those of you who know me, (laughs) I'm a bit of a a poetry nerd, so uh, this might be a deep dive. Um, So... (laughs) And then there's also this tiny part that's an ode to like a lost calico cat because it's yes uh, <laughs> I was waiting for it I was thinking of Lily yeah because we grew up um, on a on a farm a ten acre farm in Lincoln Nebraska and every summer we would bring home Philmont cats because people would get a cat in Taos or Raton and bring it to their backcountry camp and then they at the end of the summer they'd be like oh we have this cat no one can take it. And so for several summers, the Fike sisters, yeah, thanks, mom and dad. Uh, we came home with two, three, four cats. And actually, two of those cats still live at the farm in Lincoln today. We've now, our family has now sold it, but they're still there. And so there is a tiny ode also to, um, you know, a calico cat straying around. So the album will be available to be purchased on Bandcamp and eventually we'll stream it in some capacity. But it's been, it's been a roller coaster, honestly. I have so much appreciation now for for recording artists, performing artists, singer songwriters. I mean, it's an incredible thing to 
to put music together and to get it out there to people. There's uh, 11 songs on the album. Uh, Most of them are cover songs, and there's one original done by Dylan McDermott. But um, the four of us, we each had a solo song that we got to sing on the album. So, Caroline, do you want to talk about your song? So I sing Darcy Farrow. It's just a song that I can recall my dad playing for as long as I can remember. And probably it spoke to me just because the story is so sad and it maybe was a first experience with hearing something so sad in my life. And so I think that's why that song just sticks with me. It's also interesting because I typically like songs that are more like have a wave to them. And, and this song is with somber. It's, it, it doesn't have big, huge waves, but the words and the story are what make it. It was fun. To it do. also fits your voice like none other. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. there's, sweet. The, the, you may come across a song that fits your voice that well once in a, once in a lifetime. And I think that's, yeah. When I, when I listened back to it, I was like, Holy. Yeah. You, you sing the word corded. She was courted by, and Dylan loves the way you say that yeah. word. It's like, just listen to this word. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Thank you, uh, John Denver, for writing that to you. Yeah. So I'll just stay in order. I'll go next. Um, I sang a song called Wayside. It's the song title is called Wayside slash Back in Time. That's literally the song title. Uh, it's most well known, done by uh, Jillian Welch. And, um, it's a song about a long lost love and uh, kind of like the good old days and also kind of being a little bit burnt out, but wanting to get back to that energy. Um, and so to me, it was reminiscent of Philmont, of Phil Flings, <laughs> of music, playing together, jamming together. Uh, and it just has that kind of beautiful um folksy vibe to it. So I was really excited to sing that song. And that was the first song I'd ever sang like via a microphone ever. And you guys were so encouraging. So thank you because all of you have sang and performed on stage um, in, in differing capacities way more than I have. And so that was uh, it was intimidating for me. But I, I came down here in my office and I just put my headphones on and I closed my eyes and I got in the groove. Carly, you gave me some really good pointers. And I just thought about all those moments and the love and the people. And I just sang my heart out. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah. You have such I a was, pure I'm voice. Just, it's beautiful. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to comment on everyone's song. When I was, when I heard that, I, I was texting you, Kate. I was just like blown away because we don't hear you sing by yourself a lot at all. Right. Like it's like when we do, it's with us, silly. But it was never something that you like, you kind of took the lead on, um, took the lead on on many other things, but that one. And so like, I think to like sit and listen to you, I was like, I I don't know if I've ever heard somebody sing something that was just like so connected to like how I see you and the way that you feel about Philmont and the like the passion and the the love that you have. Even people can hear it in the podcast, but like I feel like this song, every single word you said and every phrase that you said is just it's full of like full of stories. So anyway, you just say it was so cool. It was so cool. It's probably my favorite song on the album. What? 
Thank you guys. I I needed the encouragement and you guys delivered as always. Um, Thanks for being my team. And last thing I'll say is originally when we thought up this, this idea of recording an album, we wanted to include some other Philmont people and, at the time, the two people we invited were um, Larry McLaughlin and Peter Bingen, who are two very well-known uh, Philmont people and members of the Tabasco Donkeys. Because it is a crazy time of life for everyone, Peter and Larry were not able to record with us on this album, but hopefully in the future we can all make some music together. And there is a special shout out to you guys in this song. So that one's for you. So Carly, you are up, my love. Uh, I sing West Virginia Mind Disaster. And who sings this originally? I should know. Uh, know Gene Jean, Jean Ritchie. R- Ritchie, yes. Okay. And on the album, we titled it New Mexico Mind Disaster. Yeah. So this song, I fell in love with this song the first time that I heard it and when we decided to put it on the album because it's a song written from a woman's perspective of a mind disaster happening in their small town and what that would mean for all the women and children and families to lose spouses and brothers and children. And, and it's just like, so heart wrenching. And it's like, you know, we live in such comfort. Like not only are we, you know, we can, we can survive, we can flourish, but we can create, like we're in this place where we just have such abundance. And to think back of how this was not that long ago, that towns were just like half their male population could have been wiped out because of a a mind disaster. And so, I don't know, I felt like so connected to it, especially um, because she talks about there's Teddy 14 and there's Max not much younger. And it just, like, I I have three boys. And to think that, like, I'd have to watch them grow up and turn 14 and head down into the dark mine every day, not knowing if they come home to me is like, I could cry. Like, it's, it's, unbelievable that that families went through that kind of just turmoil like existence fear. yes and that kind of like like day-to-day livelihood so anyway i just felt super connected to it and i love that it's from a woman's perspective and what that would mean i love that in the song too that the the um the person who wrote the song jean ritchie that she talks about the things that are so real like she says um so i took the baby and i left all the others Right. Like nobody would think about that. Like, okay, like something bad has happened, but I can't just leave the baby. Like I have, you know what I mean? So it, I feel like it just, I related to it and it, it was brought such a realness. Um, and how she says, if I had the money to do more than just feed them, like I'd give them good learning, the best to be found. So when they grew up, they could be checkers and wares, not spend their life, you know, digging in the dark underground. And it's just like, just that just desire for a better life. And all she can give is enough to just help like allow them to survive. And uh, I don't know, it's just heart wrenching. So very blessed to sing it. And um, it's acapella, which is kind of scary because there's, you know, it's just my voice. It's so good. Um, I, I cry like every time I hear your voice. Yeah. Though, too. <laughs> oh, yeah like that song again, because Caitlin told me, because I think initially Caitlin pitched it to me where she was like, mm-hmm. Oh, I think like we just found this song. Like, I think maybe you'd want to do it. And I listened to it and I didn't connect to it, which is super That's funny. Crazy. And so yes. I'm so glad that she like, Caitlin, I think like you felt bad. You were like, I think Carly's going to take this one. She feels really, really connected. I was like, heck yeah. And, yeah it's just absolutely, it's absolutely gorgeous. It like, it, it, it was perfect. Yeah. Things have a way of working out like that. Yeah. It was meant to be. And I also want to commend you on your, 
almost an accent or like an Irish or like a, like you sound different. Yeah, like you sound from your, like, like you said, the, like Cypher's mind feel like the energy of the past and almost like a ghost. And um, hey. it's a really haunting, but beautiful song. Carolyn's like, have I heard Have you? I haven't heard any of your songs. <laughs> Well, shit. Well, shit, <laughs> Carolyn. We'll play it for you, Carolyn. Where am I supposed to hear them? I don't I'll have s- any of that. I'll send, send it, it to them, Caitlin. Carolyn, you have to go to you have oh. to go to Bandcamp and buy your own album. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks for saying that, though, Kate. Because I I didn't like the way it's sung. I just feel like I had to like kind of nod to that because it's sung from someone theoretically from like West Virginia who would have spoken and, and, and sing like that. But I, yeah, I felt like if I just did it without any of that, it sounded like too poppy and not real. It didn't feel like relatable. So yeah, I gave a little nod to the, the accent. I loved it. Claire, which one do you want to talk about? Prettiest girl or Claire's on several I, of the songs. She's just a wee bit talented. I, I'll just kind of touch. I want to talk about Prettiest Girl because that's like the newest and the one that I think like makes me really happy. Um, but I, but um, I think singing the mountain was super important just because in my brain it's like an honor to sing that song because I feel like it's just touched so many lives of people at Philmont. That song has, especially at mining camps. So always an honor. And also the harmonies on that by Carly and Dillon are just next level. Um, and then. Crossing the bar is like one that is, I think, sits so deeply in my heart just because of dad, just because I remember singing that song with him. And I remember him showing it to me for the first time ever. And then we like worked it up and because we would always sing after school every day. And it's just so cool to be able to listen to that song now with like singing it with my entire family. So again, an honor. Prettiest girl though. Oh my gosh. I like am so glad that you that you wanted me to sing that because I listened to it and I was like, this is super fun. And then I started practicing it and I was like, this is super hard. (laughs) I was like, this is, I mean, I don't know, maybe you guys wouldn't think it's hard, but for me, like, I think that I like to put a lot of like inflection in my voice and a lot of energy. And I like almost um, a bit of theatrics to things. And since it was so fast and and it's so funny and spunky and fun. Like I wanted to do it justice, but it was hard. Like it was, it was hard for me at least. Um, and I did it. I think I did it a few times. Um, and I think it was Carly, Kate and Caitlin and Dylan in the room with me. And I, I, I think I did it three times and I was like, I, I'm this next one, I'm going to get it. And I was like, I'm, I'm finally in it. I'm finally in it. And I think that was by that time, Caitlin was like dancing in the corner and like shaking her butt. And Carly was just like making me laugh per usual. Um, and finally, like, I think the last, I think it was the last take. Um, but I just had so much fun and I laughed through it and I smiled and I danced in my own little corner. And now like, Every time I, I've listened to it a few times now because I'm just like, gosh, that was like, it, it's just a perfect, I guess, reflection of how I feel when I'm just having a good time and with the people I love and in, in, in my moment. And so I'm really, really thankful for the song. I'm just thankful I got to do it. And it also feels like Philmont, like the feeling of like a Phil fling and the feeling of like going to that dance and the feeling of like seeing a cute cowboy or a cute ranger. Like it's just so fun and so innocent and like so lighthearted. 
Yeah. And I think everybody needs that. Okay, I'll stop ranting. No. I just love the song. I'm thankful for it. It's I would <laughs> say it's actually one of my favorite songs on the album because it is a jam. Like, especially if you listen with like headphones and you get the stereo sound, it is a jam. Uh the first time I heard it finally mixed and mastered, I was lying in bed at like 10 o'clock with my earbuds in and 20 seconds in, I was like sitting up in bed, like moving. I like couldn't help myself. Um, so I hope you guys all enjoy that one. Yeah. So we're, we are the Calico Stray. Our album is No Time for Caution. Uh, you can find it on Bandcamp. And we're just really, really excited to share the process with you, the experience, the music. It's very near and dear to our hearts. And it's undeniable that the music at Philmont is a very part of the Philmont experience, no matter where you work at Philmont. So we hope it brings you back to those days. I do want to do the traditional ask if any of you guys have any nominations. Do you want to nominate someone to be on the show? I would say Andrew Florence. He makes my heart happy and he's a fantastic musician and banjo player. And I just think he tells a good story and he'd be a good time. I think you should have Tyler and Marie Minchow on together because they like went to high school together and they have a whole story, but then I think they fell in love at Philmont and they're from Lincoln. We went to high school together. So another thing I ask each one of my interviewees is if you have an 11th essential. So the 10 essentials are, you know, those items you put in your go bag that you definitely need if you're going to be called to go on a hasty or to go on any sort of, you know, quick day hike. Those are your 10 essentials. So do you have an 11th essential? So this could be something practical like a camera or it could be something like a value or a spiritual thing that's always kind of with you wherever you go. Caroline, your hand is raised. Jimmy Lowe. What? Jimmy Lowe is my essential. Damn it, Caroline. I was not expecting that. that. That's so funny. You and I talk about this all the time. I'm like, I love you, but if I'm on a like like stranding, like I just want Jimmy with me. So yeah. Jimmy Lowe. Okay, you guys can have it. It's all of our answer. That's so funny. Claire, did you have something else? I would say, I mean, I guess, can it be an animal? Oh, wait. If you choose Jimmy, it can be an animal. Um, I would definitely (laughs) choose to bring back to life and bring my, our dog, uh, Sam. Oh. Good companion. Yeah. Um, That's a good one. Absolutely. I like that. And then Jimmy. Uh, (laughs) a dog and then jimmy um okay i'm gonna be like the old lady here and actually say my actual 11th essential are my sunglasses like i can't go anywhere without my sunglasses now that i'm there, it's a headband. You, you always we have them on your head that makes sense we it's all my head yeah it's a headband eye protection this, it, yeah. it's the one thing i don't let my kids touch like everything else in my life is destroyed but i'm like you cannot play with my sunglasses um <laughs> So thank you guys so much for taking the time today to do this, to release the album. And genuinely, thank you all for, um, you know, financing your way out to Iowa, flying in, driving, getting a hotel, bringing your uh, baby with you, Caroline, Um, all of it. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Obviously could not have done this without you. Thanks, Caitlin, for having us do all of this. I mean, all of it, the entire, the podcast, the the recording. It took a lot of work and we're just really thankful for you. Caroline signing off. Um, I'll go next. Um, yes. Caitlin, you are such a glue. You don't have us, to say I'm... thank you to me. That's not what I meant. No, I am, but okay. I am okay. thank you to you. 
Thank you for all that you've done to make this album happen. And people listening, you're going to love the music and you're going to support Caitlin's podcast. And she puts so much heart into this. And so that's valuable. And you know, you're getting a lot of awesome content from her. So I just encourage you to, if you're interested in the music to purchase it and support Caitlin and support the podcast and um, the continuation of these stories. And I'm just so thankful to be on the pod. Um, It seems like a beautiful, it's just this beautiful, incredible world that you've created for people and you've brought back a huge piece of their lives that like we all said, can fade in time. Um, So just so thankful to be part of this and to be part of our family. We always have had a little bit of magic. So very Can I have just a little bit of magic? Thank you, John Fike. Last last call out. Thank you, thank John you, Dad. Fike. Thank you, Daddy. And Love thank you, Mom, for keeping Mom, dad. Putting, putting up with Dad. dad. For putting up with for Dad. Putting up with him. So he went to Philmont. <laughs> yeah, we need to get Mom and Dad on the podcast. You do. We should have said that. Mom and Dad need to get on. I have one more final shout out to our cousin Hattie. Oh. I almost said Fike. To our cousin, Hattie Kingsley, uh, she took our album photo, which uh, was inspired by uh, the Black Mountain Union suits and uh, mischievous... Yes. Uh, mischievous, what's the word? Uh, like outlaw kind of feel. Um, so it was a lot of fun. It was freezing cold. Claire was a little under the weather. Um, <laughs> Gotta do it. Gotta do it. Um, yeah. Thank you guys for listening to this episode today. We are excited to release the album. Once again, we are the Calico Stray, and the album is No Time for Caution. Find it on Bandcamp. All proceeds go to the podcast. (laughs) 